Hello, you are listening to the C to Z of movies. My name is Colin. I'm the C. Uh, joining me is Zijan the Z, who is very tired. Zijan, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm so jet lagged right now. It's uh, yeah, just flew in this morning, and it's currently 4 a.m. Malaysia, so I'm recording on 4 a.m. time. And guess what? It's uh, my week this time round. It's my podcast. I'm going to be talking about all about Disney. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. we'll see how this goes. This is uh, after after my um, Tom Cruise effort from a uh, from a few few episodes ago, which um, uh, was most basically me talking about Tom Cruise for an hour, and Zijan every now and again saying, "Oh yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're switching positions." And uh, uh, my notes for this podcast, or at least my notes for the the main topic, the Disney topic, um, are literally just dot dot dot. I, I think that that'll cover it. Um, that's fair. That's fair. That's what I did for Tom Cruise. So yeah. yeah. That's fine. Uh, but we'll start off uh, as we always do with some movie news. Um, I should I should probably say the whole much much more bit. Wow, I'm I'm supposed to be wide awake. One we're talking about the films of uh, Ian McKellen. We've got a quiz on how to train your dragon, that Disney stuff I mentioned, and much much more. Uh, much much more. Starting with the news, see you, John. <laughs> uh, James Gunn is back. He is. He's in to direct Guardians of the Galaxy three. What a uh, it's, uh, exciting and entangled web this uh, this James Gunn stories being through. I know. Yes. I know. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what, what what's happened. Uh, I mean, apparently the decision was made to hire Gunn behind the scenes months ago. So, uh, and apparently the the president was uh, won over by Gunn's public apology. Right. So for those who haven't been following the story, uh, James Gunn um, tweeted some very very productive things um, about ten years ago. And uh, and then got into some Twitter fights with some uh, right wing people in America, uh, who dug out these tweets and publicised them and said, "Look at this guy!" And then Disney fired him. Uh, but as you say, he's behind the scenes made the decision. He's very apologetic. He says he's grown as a person. As you can, I think you can see that in his films. Um, yep, and he uh, he seems to appreciate being back as director for Guardians of the Galaxy three as well. Yes. So, um, but because he has the Suicide Squad. Coming up first, um, they need to put um, Guardians of the Galaxy three on hold first till the Suicide Squad is completed. It's gonna, it's gonna be a few years down the line. Um, mm. the, so, um, what, what's up with the Marvel slate then after Avengers Endgame? So there's Spider Man Far From Home, which is coming out yep. next. After that, uh, Doctor Strange two, I think is is at some point. Uh, Black Panther two must happen. I don't know if they've got a date for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, was it the Immortals? I think they've announced. I don't think they've got a date for that necessarily. I think they've been quite coy on the dates because of the whole what's happening in Endgame. They don't want to give too much away. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, although by announcing Doctor Strange two, they've kind of given, <laughs> and given us he's alive. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose you could be. I mean, for that one, you could say, "Oh, there's someone else has taken on the mantle or something." But um, for Spider Man, we've seen the actual trailers. <laughs> it's uh, we know what's going on there. Uh, my, my take on this is that. I, I suspect no other director, or at least no director of the caliber they want, would take the job because I mean, they talked about it. Feel like Taika Waititi or whatever else. And I think he's he publicly said he wouldn't do it. I think there's a lot of kind of solidarity among directors. It'd be a tough gig for whoever came into that one anyway. Well, good for them though, and good for us. We get to see more James Gunn. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, MCU directors. Um, Destin Daniel Cretton uh, has is on board to direct Shang Chi, uh, Master of Kung Fu. Uh, so Destin Daniel Cretton is uh, the director behind Short Term Twelve, which is an absolutely fantastic film. Uh, starring Brie Larson, he also did The Glass Castle, which was a bit of a disappointment uh, from a couple of years ago. Though Woody Harrelson is very very good in it. Mm. Um, I think he's um, uh, Asian American. He's Hawaiian. Is he Hawaiian? All right. I remember, yeah. Mm. Okay. Which, yeah, most mostly are Asian Americans, apart from Emma Stone. Apart from Emma Stone, yes, very true. Uh, yes, I think that's that's a great movie. He's, he's a, uh, I say, Short Term Twelve is wonderful. So that's, that's a good. Uh, he's got some good uh, background. Uh, Shang Chi, I don't really know anything about. Zijan, you were. Um, me neither. He's he's mostly like a secondary, not even secondary, like tertiary character, like okay. master of kung fu. Not not really big in the um, Marvel universe. I mean. I mean, in terms of powers, when you have people who can read minds and shoot hey. um, fireballs yeah. from their... F- yeah, you know, a guy who can do Kung Fu is not really top of the list of people I want to care about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he um, he will be the first Asian uh, to headline an MCU film. So that's, uh, that's something. 
Uh, apparently, when they were first pitching the concept of the Avengers to try and get money, or back before Marvel was big, uh, oh. he was going to be one of the ones in that original lineup. So, uh, oh, really? Wow. Apparently so. So I think I'm not sure exactly oh. who it was, but because I think yeah, Iron Man wasn't huge at that point. Captain America wasn't massive, and but neither was Shang Chi, to be honest. Yeah, but I guess he's probably I don't you know better than me, but not not. Mm, wasn't a, as big a difference between them as there is now, I guess. But, but I mean, I, if, I guess if you're casting around for, because the, the the obvious next step was to have a, an Asian lead. I don't know how many. Hopefully, yeah. Because <laughs> that would be a good step yeah. for it. Doctor yeah. Strange was Asian at one point, wasn't he? Was he initially uh, Asian? Maybe. Not to show. No. Well, there you go. I, yeah, I, it, it, there's there's no possibility whatsoever they're not going to hire an Asian for that. That's all. <laughs> in today's climate, and and totally good. Hmm. Um, my next bit of news, which is one news which I should have started with, eh, uh, is to do with the Marvel. Uh, well, Disney and Fox have finally merged. It's happened. This has happened finally, mm. finally, finally. Which means that now Disney owns Deadpool, X Men, Alien, Avatar. Etc. 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 Et uh, Star Wars. Now, weirdly, they all, they got Star Wars, but apparently they didn't get the some of the Star Wars. <laughs> they didn't get the original trilogy or something. So, um, the, the people who care about Star Wars more than I do, um, are very, that's you, right? Very few people care about Star Wars. <laughs> oh, no, many millions of people. I, I love Star Wars, but some people live this. Um, the, the Fox logo at the beginning is a very important part of the film to them, apparently. Um, really? I must admit, Why? I've never cared or even really noticed. But um, but yeah, I think people are very excited by the fact that the uh, the, the new Star Wars films will get the Fox logo back. Uh, okay. Um, I'm not sure why. Uh, hopefully, that would like appease some of the trolls yeah. out there. Uh, this is insane. Did you know, right, that this whole Disney and Fox merger thing? Well, it's not really a merger; it's an acquisition, more like, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, has caused quite a bit of a stir in Malaysia. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, 20th Century Foxes uh, was commissioned to build a theme park in Malaysia. Okay. Um, on, on one of our main, main tourist sites. But um, this tourist site uh, also contains a casino. So its main source of revenue is um, gambling. Okay. After Disney took over 20th Century Fox, um, they wanted to uh, protect their family-friendly image, obviously. Right, yeah. And hence cancelled this commission oh, wow. in Malaysia. Okay. Yeah, and apparently it's already seventy percent done. Well, this is uh, forget your forget your Fantastic Four in the MCU. <laughs> a, a, a casino in Malaysia going under. I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll turn it into a, into a, a Mickey Mouse, I don't know, coconut shy or something. Everyone, well, everyone have a good time. Well, no, they can't really do that, right? I mean, the casino has been there for ages. Uh, uh-huh. and it's it's and it's quite fam- it's it's quite famous. It's called um it's called Genting, and you have that casino here in the UK as well. Oh okay. yeah. So it's it's big all around the world. Um, yeah, it's just that um this whole hoo ha uh, has caused like um you know we we are losing lots of money because of this because mm. of Disney. Um, I'm not too sure how we can resolve this going forward. There's, there are lawsuits being filed right now. So wow. Um. Yeah, stay tuned. You may hear more yeah, if of Marvel. If you've got any suggestions uh, of how to fix this situation, uh, see the movies <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, you can film um, the next Marvel films in Malaysia. That'll help. Uh, well, surely after your Venom triumph. <laughs> 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 it's the place for all the films we made now. Maybe maybe yeah. that's the reason why it was, it was held. Uh, maybe that was the reason why it was set in uh, Malaysia. Oh, uh, well, that's mm. Sony, isn't it? So, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, that doesn't work then. Yeah. Wait, where's Shang-Chi from? Is it is it generic nah. Asia or is it actually? Uh... Yeah, probably generic Asia yeah. or China. Uh, it's definitely not Kung Fu. Um, yeah, I mean Kung Fu. It would be China, right? That's where that's where the source okay. is. Okay, okay. Um, the Flash. Uh, we're familiar with the uh, with the attempts to get the Flash onto the big screen with various directors and scriptwriters coming and going. Um, the latest exciting development is Ezra Miller has decided to co-write this, uh, a Flash script. Uh, Ezra Miller, who plays the Flash, and as far as I'm aware, has no script writing experience. I could be wrong, but I, I, he's an actor. I didn't know he was a, anything else. Uh, but he wants to write a version with uh, Grant Morrison, who's who's uh, big in the world of comics, I believe. Yeah, so I'm hoping Grant Morrison will have uh, more of a say than Ezra Miller does. <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought they settled on a script, but obviously, uh, obviously not. So, so uh, apparently, that obviously there's been some clash of creative visions. 
uh, right now. Yeah. Um, the with the directors. Um, so the directors are the ones um, uh, who did Spider-Man: Homecoming. They wanted uh, a more light-hearted approach right. to the Flash, which I thought makes sense because the Flash is probably the um, among all the DC universe characters. Um, well, now it's Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, or Shazam. Um, <laughs> yeah, or Shazam should should have been the comic relief of of, of the DC universe. And that's kind of you know? how he was in Justice League. <laughs> exactly. So you would think a more light-hearted approach would work for the Flash. Um, and he he is um he has his own TV series as well, and he comes he is light-hearted in that as well. Yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, I I don't see why they want a different take on it. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't really, I don't know whether Ezra Miller wants to go dark and gritty. I suspect not, but maybe he just thought it was too goofy. Uh, and and it's not like those uh, lighter films are doing badly for DC Universe well, anyway. Aquaman's done incredibly well, yeah. Well, exactly, and Shazam has gotten really good reviews. Hmm. I, I liked the, the characterizing of Flash in Justice League. I don't, it might struggle to fill a whole film like that, but hmm. uh, I think we struggle to suddenly change the tone for that character. Uh, well, they're, uh, since they're changing the cast and... The, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're, they're kind of digging themselves out of the mess they've got themselves into. So, who knows? Yeah. What, what else is going on? Uh, more casting news. Uh, well, there's not... Really, <laughs> why do I say more casting news when, there's not, when you've not mentioned one? But no. casting news. Yes. <laughs> uh, Florence Pugh will be joining Scarlett Johansson in the MCU Black Widow solo movie. So do you reckon this is the 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 role that you had Emma Watson down for last time? Yeah, well, I didn't have Emma Watson down for anything. <laughs> go to my the, sources had Emma Watson go to, down for Go some... to the tape, Zijan, confirm. <laughs> but but it is the same role apparently. Okay. It's uh, but this is confirmed now. So she bit uh Emma Watson for to this role. This is the female Bond character. Um, Florence Pugh. I'm not. She, you you she you should know her better than I do. Oh yeah. I'm just, yeah, I say that right now. I have no idea. Uh, I'm just, she, she's a British actress, isn't the she? The name and rings a bell. She's not the one who was just in um, Fighting With My Family. Fighting With My Family, yep. That's, yeah. that's the one. Mm. Um, I'm, uh, even as we speak, I'm getting up on the IMDb to see if I've seen or anything. But yeah, Fighting With My Family, I didn't see it, but it, it seemed to get surprisingly good reviews, even though mm. they clearly pretended The Rock was in it uh, a lot more than he was. <laughs> um, he clearly hasn't. He clearly isn't. I think he's in one scene and they put him all over the poster. Uh, no, I've never seen her or anything. I'm just looking through the list. I think oh, Lady Macbeth. I, I didn't see it, but that got very good reviews. Um, mm. uh, yeah, no, I've oh, Little Women. Um, there you go. She's well, good for her. It's it's yeah. rolling around. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, uh, I'm not quite sure I can see Emma Watson as an action figure right now. But well, Florence Pugh did Fighting with My Family, yeah, and that's a wrestling film, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. Yeah, I don't think Emma Watson. I can't think of anything particularly actiony, or even with any great physical mm. uh, work that she's done. I could be wrong. Hmm. Uh, Bill and Ted Three, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, it's officially happening. Um, it's been uh, in progress for a very long time, and looked like it was almost getting there about a year ago, well, a few months ago, maybe a year ago. Uh, but we've got a video from Alex Winter and um, Keanu Reeves confirming uh, to be released next summer, I think. Oh, so, how, how long ago is this from the first film? Uh, first one must have been probably late eighties, I, I would guess. That's maybe thirty years. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I think, to be honest, I, I think I said before. I think, I think the second one's rubbish, but the first one is is great fun. And I kind of like this idea that uh, uh, these kind of middle aged guys who still, well, I think the premise is going to be that they were told they were going to make a song that would save the world, and they still haven't. So <laughs> I think that's quite a fun promise. So it's like a midlife crisis, then. Yeah. 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 Uh, it'd be good to see uh, Kenny Reeves back. Yeah, I think that's it's been a while. Well, if you if you watch your John Wick films, he's uh, he's huge in those. But I've never, I've not seen any John Wick. But um, me neither. And I'm not too sure where Alex Winter has been. No, I think he's been less busy. Hmm. Uh, so good to see them reunited. Maybe maybe it's yeah. time for him to redo all his classic roles. Speed Three. We could get that. Uh, no, 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 definitely not. Was he in Speed 2? No, he wasn't. Remember. He wasn't, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Point Break 2? Uh, no one wants to see Point Break 2. The Lake House 2? Definitely no one wants to see Lake House 2. I'd watch The Lake House 2. Uh. <laughs> um, what do I have next? Uh, Tom Holland. Oh, yes. Is set to star in uh, Nick's Russo Brothers film called Cherry. 
Cherry. Cherry. All right. As in the fruit, cherry. Do you know anything about it? Um, it's a biographical chronicle of the PTSD and addiction life of its author, who is an army vet. Wow, that's he's gone a long way from Spider Man. <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's definitely not Spider Man. Um, and this will be the first uh, non Marvel film from the Russos as well. Um, of course, yeah, they were TV very when they before they uh, yeah leapt into exactly. this. So um. Yeah, uh, well, because it'll be good to see the Russos doing something else. Um, they've they've done well in the Marvel. Yeah, they've so got far. a good good comedy background, but this sounds like it's a bit of a, uh, a complete change of direction. I, I mm. mean, from the way you described it, it didn't sound like a comedy. Um, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh. Um, Alandin is coming out this year, and Alan Tudyk is going to be voicing Iago uh, in it. Some some casting news there. Alan Tudyk's always. Always solid. Um, I saw the is this new news? Is this even new news? I think so. I don't think we knew who was voicing the parrot. You know, <laughs> yeah, but when you talk about casting and all that, I mean, the film has been like, it's finished like ages ago, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I think when they do some, like, voice casting like that, they sometimes just bring them in very, very late. Ah, uh, um, okay. Because they've, like, they've already done it. And, like, right, we just need to have the, just put the words. Maybe someone's done, or I assume someone has done a kind of, draft version of from Animate 2 uh, and then he comes and does over it I guess this is not my uh, Julia Andrews appearing in Mary Poppins 2 thing kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's more Julia Andrews appearing in Aquaman kind yeah because she was cast photo to Aquaman wasn't she I, again I imagine yeah. they'd animate well they, they must have done all the CGI before she was there so I guess it's more like yeah. that I, I heard uh, The Princess Diaries 3 maybe come happening to be honest I thought it already had um <laughs> <laughs> How can you not like the Princess Diaries three, Colin? You want the Lake House two? I want the Lake you House two. Princess Diaries three. Uh, well, I've not seen Princess Diaries two, although I have seen the Princess Diaries and read it. So, uh, yeah, and do you like the Princess Diaries? Uh, I don't remember liking it really. Uh, yeah, but anyway, but it's Anne Hathaway. That's Chris Pine's probably going to be in it, Chris P- and that's Julie Andrews. Chris, is Chris Pine turning up for that? No, Chris Pine was in Princess Diaries two. Yeah, there's no way he's doing that, is there? Well. And Hathaway is just as famous as he is. Okay, so. well, your 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 Chris Pine in Princess Diaries three is the new Julie Andrews in Mary Poppins. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, Christopher Nolan's new film, about which we know almost nothing. Um, we have some casting news: uh, Robert Pattinson and Elizabeth Debicki are both going to be in it. Um, as far as I can tell, they're probably going to be the leads, but we don't know that for sure. I don't think uh, it's all very, very hush hush. Uh, so Robert Pattinson we'll all know from Twilight uh, Elizabeth Debicki um, she's been around while she was in um, The Night Manager she uh, had a she was all in gold in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 um, she's done much better work than that I'm sure but I'm blanking so uh, <laughs> um, and John David Washington from Black Klansman is joining as well right? oh yeah I couldn't work out oh, I, I, I forgot to look up is he the main guy in Black Klansman or is it? Uh, I think so yeah. oh cool he was great hmm. So, yeah, no one knows anything about it. Uh, Christopher Nolan, uh, it's been a while since uh, I like his films. So Yeah, I, yeah. I say, I, I didn't love Dunkirk or Interstellar, uh, but I've loved his other stuff, so we shall see. Hopefully, fingers crossed, he's got back his uh, mojo. Yes, although in fairness, other people loved Dunkirk and Interstellar, so, so it could just be me. Hmm. And yeah, I don't have my, any news left, just one last bit that Captain Marvel has been making lots of money. So oh, you loads of money, yes. Well done, uh, well done, Brie Larson and the gang. Yeah, so uh, hopefully that would put all those uh, trolls to shame yeah. or to silence. That's that's not going to happen, though. <laughs> yeah, I think also if we were wrong. Um, it, it's insane, uh, though. Actually, Every single the comment section in YouTube is just it's just gone crazy. I, I got on, caught up reading some um, someone put in Yahoo questions saying why do people hate Captain Marvel, and this is about yeah. this is a couple of months before it come out. And there was someone who wrote a very, very lengthy post, but basically, it was it wasn't it wasn't sexist. They were they were absolutely insistent it wasn't sexist. It, it was because Brie Larson had said without proof that Captain Marvel is the strongest of the uh, Avengers. I was like, well, what proof do you want? The film's not come out yet. It's but she's called Earth's mightiest hero. I don't know what what else you really want. Anyway, that was um, a weird weird part of the internet. Uh, um, speaking of Avengers, I, just, I don't know if this counts as news, but I just thought it was quite funny. Um, there's a, there's a <laughs> new uh, new Endgame poster and trailer, although I'm 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 well, we're both avoiding the trailers. Uh, I, wow! Or have you have you slipped? 
I <laughs> uh, I've seen the first trailer okay. already, I've seen, but you've seen that I've as seen well, the first haven't one, you? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, avoid it. it. It came on in the Captain Marvel uh, uh, cinema uh, oh, the, yeah, the, screening. In so. fact, the second trailer came on whilst I was in Captain Marvel, but I just closed my eyes and put my fingers in my ears. Does that work though? Does it really work? Well, not brilliantly. I just looked weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely good. Uh, yeah, there's going to be one more film that I have to watch before Captain Marvel. <laughs> that's that's uh, Shazam. Shazam. It's going yeah. to come out then, so I'm just going to go into the cinema as late as possible. Yeah, yeah. I did. I think for Star Wars, I did actually leave the screen and stand outside for a couple of minutes to, um yeah. last year. Um, yeah. Anyway, the Endgame yeah. poster that they're still pretending that it's um, that none of the none of the people are coming back. So the only actors named on the poster are the ones who are surviving at the end of uh, Infinity War. Mm. Um, so we'll see how that pans out. And great poster. Yeah. I, I don't often wrap slides about posters, but that, that one, uh, I, I enjoyed that one a lot. I don't l- understand why Thor is looking one way compared to everyone else, though. Mm, it bugs me so much. Well, I was just excited to see that, uh, that Black Widow's got her red hair back again. It's that uh, <laughs> made my days easier. Um, I have nothing left. Uh, so, uh, let's move on then to uh, to see or not to Z, uh, our regular segment where we talk about a film that we have seen recently and tell you the listener whether you should see it or whether you should not Z it. Uh, yep. Zijan, have you been watching films in Malaysia? Yes. Remember, I was talking to you about all my backlog of films that I'm storing out for this section. I recall. <laughs> yes, yes. In the future, so that I don't have to, like you know, uh, say nothing. While you talk on yeah, the I mean, when it, when it comes to like six, <laughs> six months down the line, you're still talking about films you saw on the plane. And, and <laughs> I, might, I might start questioning it. But. Well, I've seen many films on the plane. So this was another film I saw on my flight back to Malaysia. Uh, this is Widows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, starring Viola Davis, uh, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Cynthia Revival, Colin Farrell, Daniel Kaluuya, and Liam Neeson when he had a career. <laughs> oh, Liam. Yeah, so this was the 2018 heist film directed by Steve McQueen, who did uh, 12 Years a Slave, Yes, for those who didn't know. And is a Turner, and, a Turner Prize winning artist, I believe. Yeah, wow, he's, he's, he's definitely gone places. Yeah. Um, this is a heist film, so if you, you don't know the premise, it talks, uh, it shows a bunch of women who were the wives or girlfriends of a bunch of crooks. A heist, uh, when a heist went wrong, the crooks all died. Um, and they were left with a debt, a huge debt to pay. So they decided to pull off another heist themselves to uh, try to get some of the money back to pay off um, the debt. And that's all I'm going to say without spoiling anything. Um, okay. It is a very good film. It is so, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great performances by the lead characters. Uh, great direction. I mean, it came out last year at the same time as uh, Ocean's 8, didn't it? And I think this is the... Yeah, a bit like vastly superior um, film. Um, this is a def- yeah, definite superior film. I never film. saw it, but um, from what I understand, the, the trailers didn't really do it justice. No, it definitely didn't. Um, I mean, the, this is this film is what I think Ocean's Age should have been. Um, okay. It's just, I mean, everything is just so much better, um, and it, it captures like there's a lot more emotional stick as well because okay. these women have no clue how to perform a heist whatsoever obviously they're just the wives and girlfriends of uh, the, the, the crooks so oh, yeah. they, they have no clue so you see them you know fumble about trying to work out how to work together as a team how to try 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 to pull this off and, and it's just great I think you should watch it Colin um, okay I'll, uh, I'll check that one out yeah I, yeah I think maybe because the trailers didn't wow me I, I didn't, didn't see it but, um, but I heard lots of good things um, I've seen a film called The Keeper um, which I'm not sure it's out yet, but it's, it's one of these time screenings. Uh, it's about um, Bert Troutman, who I imagine you won't have heard of, um, no. but some of our listeners might have done. He's a, uh, he was a German goalkeeper. Uh, he played for Manchester City uh, in the 50s, um, and he famously uh, he played on in the FA Cup final despite breaking his neck, which is about the only thing I knew about him. But um, what I probably should have deduced, but I didn't think of, is that he was... Uh, Obviously, fought in the Second World War, and he was he was in fact a prisoner of war uh, in this country, which is how he first okay. got into football. So, um, it's so you kind of first see you get a bit of him in the war, but a lot of him kind of uh, yeah, prisoner of war and playing a bit of amateur football and uh, moving on through the ranks into yeah, Man City and the professionalism. Um, I think it's yeah, I really enjoy. It. I think it's great performances. You have him, you have um, the, the woman who becomes his wife. Uh, I think they're both excellent. It's it's a it's a weird one because you kind of where you think it's gonna if if like me you only know the very very basics of the story, 
there's a big twist in it. Um, okay. That it's weird. It's it's true, and that's why it's there. I think if you're writing it, you wouldn't put it in. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who's going to watch it and doesn't know this. But it does kind of almost narratively derail because you've got this kind of story of um, overcoming prejudice and mm. unifying. And in fact, yeah, in real life, he he got given a, a medals both by Germany and in, and England for kind of uniting the countries through sport. Uh, and it's mm. a fantastic story. But then it kind of takes a massive uh, curve. I did have a look at um, his his real story. In fact, they missed quite a lot out. I think that. Would have oh, okay. um, would have made the film even odder, um, but yeah, no, I think I think once you kind of get on board with the the big change in it, and and because that is his real life, I guess you have to. Um, it's still very good, but kind of if you maybe it's one of those things where reality frustrates the narrative a bit. Ah, uh, uh, well, is there um, so is there anyone famous in it? Um, the, the only person I recognised in it is the, the there's a guy who who plays his fa- future father-in-law, um, mm. who was in the post office adverts for a long time. <laughs> okay, um, well, and he was also in a film called Looking for Eric. But, uh, but no, there's no. It's a British German film, so I think the lead actor is German. Um, the, in fact, the the girl who, who goes on to be his wife, um, she's been in Skins and and she's a model. I think so. I, I'd never heard of her, but she's done a bit of stuff. Um, mm. uh, but yeah, I think if you're if you're a football fan, probably enjoy it more than as a, I'm not. As you're not, yeah, I, I think you can happily give this one a miss. Um, okay, but I think it's if you're a football fan, you might enjoy it. Okay. Um, right. Let's as, as I sometimes do, Zijan. When power goes to my head, I'm going to move things around um, out, you, out of our normal order. You just want to speak more, don't you, Colin? Uh, I just want. Yeah, I want to <laughs> speak a bit before I switch off because we didn't get around to Ian McKellen's uh, film career last time. Let's put him him now. So there's our, our actor factor segment where we talk about the films of a particular actor. And uh, you have chosen for a Zijan, Sir Ian McKellen. Now, have you seen uh, any of his films that aren't Lord of the Rings or X-Men? <laughs> the Hobbit counts, right? <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I know, I know that you have seen at least one uh, that he was in that wasn't that. I have seen uh, at least one other that he was in there. So, barring the, 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 the Lord of the Rings, X-Men, uh, and The Hobbit. So, I've seen The Da Vinci Code, which I didn't know he was in it. No, I, I didn't uh, remember him being in it actually. No, at all. What whatsoever? Who was he playing? I can't remember. I, th- I think he was. He was some sort of guy who helps him break the code. But I guess that's probably everyone. Um, uh, they just wanted someone British. Yeah, he's probably a professor. Uh, of course. Um, I saw him in Stardust. Of course. Um, I think he was. Um, the, again, was he the narrator of Stardust? I have no idea. Again, I can't remember him in Stardust. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he narrates. I'm pretty sure he's not physically in it. Mm. Um, I've seen The Golden Compass, which apparently he's in as well. All right. Yeah, like most of these films, like <laughs> that, that I've picked up that he's apparently in it. Um, I don't recall him being in it at all, okay. <laughs> which is bizarre. Um, and Beauty and the Beast, obviously, he played uh, Coxworth. He did indeed. Yes. The cock. Yeah, so those four are the only ones I've seen which are not the main okay. ones. Okay. Uh, I've yeah. not done much better. So, um, in fact, I've done about the same. So, um, this film called Mr. Holmes, where he plays uh, an aged Sherlock Holmes, um, which is. Very much, I, I know he's in that because he's the star, and and uh, uh, yeah, I was, I think it was, I was quite into it, quite excited about it when it came out, and I never actually got around to seeing it, so I saw it a few years later on Netflix. It, it's yeah, perfectly serviceable, nothing to get too excited about. Uh, I love Stardust. Um, there's a film called Apt Pupil, I think it's directed by Brian Singer, um, which is based on a on a short story by Stephen King, which is part of the same set of short stories that. Um, Short Time Redemption and uh, Stand By Me uh, based on so this is the third of the four uh, books in that different different seasons I think it's called um, where mm. it's basically um, it's, it's the most twisted of them I think and there's well I haven't read the fourth but um, there's a, a, a kid who's, who's a teenager and he realises that a guy living in his town was a Nazi criminal um, and basically kind of blackmails him about this but then gets him to dress up as a, as a Nazi and so Ian McKellen plays the, the Nazi criminal in that. Okay. So um, it's the film is probably a slightly sanitized version of the book. The book, like Stephen King often seems to, from what I've read of his, uh, goes very twisted. Uh, but yeah, it's good performance, it's good direction. Um, and apparently he's in Last Action Hero, which I don't remember him being in. But that was oh really? I've seen the Last Action Hero as well. Okay, yeah, I think it was yeah. quite early in his film career, um, so it was probably yeah. a very minor role. But that, which I quite enjoyed, the Last Action Hero. That was quite fun. To me, me too. Yeah. Me too. So it's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, 
breaking out of a film into real life or something like that. Yep. Yep. That's that. Okay, so uh, what's your, what's your favourite then? And, and Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah, fair enough. Lord of the Rings, part three, for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, Without a doubt. And your least? Uh, probably The Golden Compass, because the book was so, so good. Uh, it was a shame that they didn't do the book justice cool. at all. Uh, I'm probably going to go Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings, the first one, as my favourite. And my least favourite, easily, by a mile, The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible film. Uh, Okay, that's it. Uh, next time on Acts of Factor, I'd, I'm assessing Brie Larson. Um, have we done Brie Larson? I don't think we've done Brie Larson. Captain Marvel have and we not? We might have, have done. We not? I can't remember. I thought we have, but anyway. Well, it's Brie Larson can... until I discover otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> you can find out whether we've done her. I will do okay. that. Um, so we move on to me having a nap and Zijan talking about the golden and silver ages of Disney. Go for it. You you don't make it so obvious, Colin. <laughs> you, you know, all of this can be quiz fodder. It will be very, very good quiz fodder. Yeah, if I if I just record myself now saying, is that so, Zijan? And <laughs> you just, just intersperse it a few times. Oh, uh, one day, Colin, <laughs> you there will be like this massive tie break for this quiz round. Yes. And then and you will win lots of money from the tie break and it'll be a Disney question. I'll, I'll remember you telling me and I'll be like, here we go. Yeah, let me record me saying, I told you so many, <laughs> many times now. Down the line in the future. Yeah. So, the Disney Golden and Silver Ages. Uh, I decided to bring... Um, the ages up because uh, not known to many there are seven eras to Disney filmmaking are they really? <laughs> well done well done Colin <laughs> yeah seven distinct eras in Disney filmmaking and most of the time um, this 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 eras are, um, are determined by outside events such as such as wars and changes in society at large. Right. So what I'm going to briefly mention is basically a huge uh, history of Disney, really. Uh, so, brace yourself, Colin. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm braced. Now learn the history of Mickey Mouse. Okay. Can I, <laughs> can I assign a different, of, different dwarf to each of the seven ages? You could try. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, so we'll start with the Golden Age. Uh, the Golden Age for Disney begins uh, with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. The, uh, which... the Happy Age, if you will. <laughs> well, well, we'll go back to that, though. Some may disagree with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, the this the films that comprise the the Golden Era for Disney, um, well, as I say, it started with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and it was followed by Pinocchio, Fantasia, uh, Dumbo, and Bambi. Okay. And it, Ended, um, in 1942. So that was before World War Two. Uh, well, slightly before, <laughs> slightly after World War Two started. In the middle of World War Two. In the middle of World War Two. Yes. Snow White was 39, wasn't it? Snow White was 37. 37. Okay. Right. The first ever um feature length animated film, and. Um, as most people will know, it was a triumph in its time. I mean, the kind of work that was put into creating an animated film. I mean, it, it was a big risk in itself. Apparently, Walt Disney actually mortgaged his house off oh, yeah. just to produce that film because um, no one wanted to do it. No one wanted to touch it at all. Um, it's um, it's crazy. Um, so they, they used to have, right have cartoons before films, didn't they? There were, there were like um, very short films though, like... Um, not not full length feature length uh, full length feature films like right. uh, most of the films that they had before were like ten minutes long okay. to twenty minutes long yeah. so not long at all whatsoever um so to do this um, one whole feature length film was <clears throat> a big risk on itself so um, as you imagine at the time no one wanted to um, to do it it's been un- <laughs> unheard of before and Disney decided that yeah why not um, okay let, let's try it and he did and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs um. If you look right now, it may not have aged that well in terms of animation whatsoever. Um, but I'm sure you can still name all seven dwarfs, can't you, Colin? Well, we'll find out as you, as you go through the years. <laughs> well, at least you're not happy. I've got happy so far, yep. You've got happy so far. And it, it's done so well that um, Disney actually won an honorary Oscar for this film. Yeah. Um, the year after that. He, and it was a very cool Oscar. He, it was one normal size Oscar and seven miniature Oscar. Oh. <laughs> Statutes. Oh. As well, um, but unfortunately, um, this this whole era, the the golden age, um, Disney didn't make a lot of money. 
um, pretty much all the films were financial failures. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, apart from Snow White and uh, I believe it was, I think, is it Pinocchio or Dumbo? I think it's Dumbo. Okay. So everything else was calm. Yeah, just done pretty poorly, surprisingly. Maybe it was the war era. No one, want, no one had money. Because they're a lot more expensive to make than... I suppose animating, it takes a very long time. Oh. Yeah, it probably took a long time because everything had to be hand-drawn. Yeah. Mm. So, probably cost a lot of money. But to be fair, most of the films, they churn out one after the other. Um, it, it's not like, you know, there was a huge break between any of the films. It was 1937-1942. That was five years. And there were five films. So, okay. I don't <laughs> I don't see them, you know, having uh, any delay whatsoever. Um, all these films were noted to being uh, quite dark as well. <laughs> yes. Yes, with, uh, for example, Bambi. Obviously, the mom died. Spoilers. Very sad. <laughs> In Pinocchio, remember, the, I don't know whether you've seen any of these films before. Um, uh, yeah, I think I've seen Pinocchio. Yeah, uh, In I'm, Pinocchio, there was a scene where the boys turn into donkeys. Yeah, okay, wow, that's, yeah. On the island, which uh, I don't think many kids would appreciate <laughs> uh, that hey, right it's, now. It's um, good enough for Shakespeare, it's good enough for Disney. Uh, yeah, well, you say that. Um, and he was eaten by a whale as well. Yeah, at I, one point, I, I I really feel I might not have seen this film. Okay, <laughs> probably not. Uh, Dumbo, uh, he it's uh the first uh, and probably the only film by Disney where the main character does not speak at all. Okay, um, and he loses his well, when I say he loses his mom. His mom got locked away and sent Take away. Take off, yeah, yeah. Film. I remember seeing um, that. You'll find out late, like later on when they do a live action this year, right? Yeah, we've got the uh, got the new Dumbo, Tim Burton's Dumbo. I have mm-hmm. seen that one. Um, he gets drunk, doesn't he? He sees all this. <laughs> he does get drunk. He gets hallucinations as well. Is this the one with Jiminy Crickets in it? He, uh, that is Pinocchio. Pinocchio. This is the one with Timothy the Mouse. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Because obviously um, they want to make a play between my- mice and elephants back then. Do elephants really get scared by mice? Or is that just a cartoon thing? Uh, that feels like... <laughs> that's a good question. That feels like it's a cartoon thing. Um, if... It feels like it, doesn't it? Uh, and Snow White and the Swan, Seven Dwarfs. Um, I mean, when she got lost in the woods, um, there were some scary images out there, which uh, I'm not too sure will fly very well with um, um, with kids. Kids were made of sterner stuff back in the in the thirties. Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back before, back during the World Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah so Fantasia, I, we did have that on video, and that scared the hell out of me as a kid. Was it the walking broomsticks? It was the walking broomsticks, um, <laughs> which might even be the uh, might even be the provenance of my, me being scared of things coming to life. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I've actually not seen Fantasia. Okay, it's, it's it's more just a concert with with cartoons. I think it is. It is. They played a lot of uh, big, you know, musical pieces from like Mozart and Beethoven and such. Yeah, but I've not seen that. They did a remake as well in two thousand, <laughs> aptly named Fantasia two thousand. Yeah. It's called Fantasia Two Thousand. That's that's uh, oh. what it was. Yeah, <laughs> very, very imaginative, <laughs> coming from Disney. So um, yeah, because most of the films were flops. Um, actually, Hollywood referred to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs before it came out as Disney's folly while it was in production oh, right. because they think it it wasn't going to turn out well. That's how bad it was. But he proved them wrong. Well, at least back then. Um, he, he did try to prove them wrong. Yeah. I, I think he achieved that. And that so was... It, was it just it was just cartoon films they're making at this stage? Because I know Disney makes all kinds of films these days. Yeah, it was, it was just cartoon back then. Yeah. yeah, it was just animation back then. Um, yeah, and that was the golden era for Disney. That's why we termed the golden era for Disney. Okay. Mm. Yeah, and that was how long... How long have we been speaking for now? 10 minutes? <laughs> no. Not even that. Hardly that. Eight minutes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so I've yeah. still got six more areas to to find out about. Although we're not 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 in detail. We we can come back and explore these in more detail. No, yeah, we can we can do that in detail. But there's some areas which um which I'm going to cover now, which is not part of it. So this that's that's an era between the golden and silver age is there? for Disney. Yeah, there is one. So this is the wartime era. What time? Um, okay, I'm gonna call that the yeah. uh, the grumpy era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know many veterans would consider that as the grumpiest <laughs> age for mankind. <laughs> but um, I'm just going to briefly touch on this because I, I wasn't going to like um, uh, talk about this at all because I've not seen any of the films before and most people would consider, um, would not have seen these films as well okay. because um, they're considered one of uh, Disney's weakest times. So obviously this was set during the, uh, the war time. The films that were included in this era 
are called um, uh, Saludos Amigos. Alright. The three calaberos. <laughs> you not heard of any of these before. What? These are all pointless questions coming yeah, for your it's true, it's true. Yeah. Make mind music, fun and fancy free, melody time, and the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. These feel like they're heavily musical. <laughs> Attempts to recreate the fantasia magic. Uh so these are not actually one feature film, but they're all short films in oh, multiple right. short films within within one. Um, and a lot of complaints with all of these films were that um, there was a lack of consistency with each of these shots. Hence, the the quality has suffered during okay. this. Um, I imagine because during the wartime, um, cost was cut. Probably budget not priority, was, yes. Yeah. No, budget wasn't high. So, um, the these films were not um, were not big. And most people don't remember these films fondly. Um, so, I've not seen any of these films. I don't think you have. Nope. Um, but if you have a pointless question one day, Colin, I've got a when you're winning... I've seen... Was that Ichabod and Peabody? I'm pretty sure I saw that on Pointless once. Mm. Well, this is for your um, £4,000 win. You can split half with me. Fantastic. I look forward to doing that. Um, <laughs> although I've, I've applied twice to Pointless and I've not even got to audition stage, so I don't think you're going to get your money. Um, who, who do you apply with, Colin? Uh, once with Froudy and once with Simon. Ah... Uh. Yeah. No, no luck. Yeah. Next time, I'm next focus time. all my energies on countdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that. So the package era ended in 1949. Um, so after World War Two, yep. um, obviously, but probably because the the effects of World War Two has uh is long lasting. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. and, and now comes the Civil Age for Disney, uh, which is from which I'm going to call I don't know Doc. <laughs> <laughs> the smart one yep. uh, which is probably not a, a bad description oh, yeah. so the Silver Age from Disney is from 1950 to 1959 and it ended with Disney's death oh. yeah so um, but it's a, it's a shame we didn't have a doc that could have uh, helped him out <laughs> yeah you probably did have you probably did have a doctor um <laughs> He probably did. I mean, it's Walt Disney. It's not like exactly not uh, made of money yeah. by then. Yeah. And he is still in history the person with the most Oscar wins. Is he really? Yeah. Because obviously they didn't have a best animated feature and then none of them got best pitch. But so I guess lots of technical things. It's like sound and probably, Yeah. Lots, lots, lots of technical things. That's why mm. he won with. Although, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm surprised that that would go to him rather than going to whoever did it. <laughs> mm, I, I don't know how it worked back then but there's there, there trivia um, for um, the people who are not alive um, for the living um, living winners is John Williams I believe who is the most oh successful. yeah yeah, mm, yeah. It's, not, it's not going to be acting or directing it's just going to be more the technical ones that's going to yeah. be multiple Oscars at once right yeah there's going to be some really really good sound mixer <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> who has been many many of the, yeah. the films that we've seen so far um but yeah, so the Silver Age is probably one of the uh, well-known uh, eras of uh, Disney in terms of the films that were produced. So I'm pretty sure you've seen most of the films in this list. I wouldn't be so sure, but let's, let's find out. <laughs> okay, let's go. It's the Cinderella. It starts with Cinderella. I don't think I've seen it, Cinderella. It, well, well, you've seen the live-action one. I've seen the live-action one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, The Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, The Sword in the Stone, and Jungle Book, which is the last film that Disney worked on. I have definitely seen uh, Jungle Book, and I used to love Peter Pan when I was like six years old. I was I watched that over and over. Uh, Sword in the Stone scared me too much. <laughs> I don't think I've seen the rest. So you've seen the British ones then? Oh, right, okay. I know. I don't know. Yeah, Peter Pan is, Peter Pan is English. It's a very, very long time since I've uh, seen it. Well... <laughs> But I mean, well, most well, of this. Are you, are you mean English as in written by an English? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, written Although, by Englishmen. I think Jay and Barry was Scottish, but uh, yes, I'll go for oh. British ones. Yeah, mm. yeah so um, most of these were classical, classic stories in their own right. They, they were adapted from fairy tales. Um, um, to be fair, most, most films back then were adapted from fairy tales. I think The Lion King. Most films back then were adapted from fairy tales. I'm not going to let you well, get, get away with that. Most animated films. <laughs> most Disney films back then were adapted by from fairy tales. But. I think The Lion King was the first film which was which was actually not uh, based on a book or a story. No, I thought so what I, I'd always kind of assumed that Bambi wasn't because was, was Bambi a book before? Yeah, Bambi was a, uh, a short story before. Okay. And also The Lion yeah. King is based on Hamlet but that's, uh, that's mm. different. 
Different. Loosely based. <laughs> well, they were... Um, we're not going to cover Lion King in any depth for this one because it's not in these ages, but um, wasn't it all nicked off uh, Kimba the Lion? <laughs> From Japan? Yeah, I, I saw some uh, some YouTube thing claiming it's basically all stolen um, and they're kind of comparing shot for shot for, for something. Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, no one remembers Kimba anyway. Everyone remembers uh, Simba. That's true. And, and, <laughs> and I say, it is basically Hamlet. So uh, <laughs> It is, it is. Um, anyway. So, oh, all of these films that came out in um, the Silver Age, um, most of them remain as classics till now. Um, a few of them have remained into live-action films. So Cinderella, which yes. stars Lily James. Does. Um, Alice in Wonderland, which is the Tim Burton film. Uh, yeah. Yep. Um, the Jungle Book, which came out very recently, a couple uh, of years ago. Uh, and 101 Dalmatians with uh, Glenn Close a while back. A long time ago, but we're getting a Cruella vi- uh, film with Emma Stone at some point. Apparently, uh, oh yeah, a Cruella oh, film. That's, they've been talking about that for a while. So these, mm. um, are these all musicals, they are, aren't they? Yes. Let me go through them. They're singing in Cinderella. They're singing in Alice in Wonderland. They're singing in Peter Pan, Lady and Tramp. Yes. Oh, Peter Pan, was it? Um, the 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 star to the right. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and follow the leader. Following the leader. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think there was any songs in the Hundred One Dalmatians, though. Wasn't um, it See My Fest? No. No, that's the, that's the Simpsons takeoff. Carry on. Oh, oh, but oh, there is a Cruella the Wheel song in 101 Dalmatians. Okay. So yes, it probably is. Um, the Song in the Stone, I don't recall it that much. Um, so I'm not, I can't answer you on that, but okay. Jungle Book, definitely, that's yes. interesting, because animated films these days, you don't get, I mean, you get some, but you don't don't assume there'll be songs, whereas all these seem, are they, were there songs in Bambi? I don't remember there being songs in Bambi. But, uh, uh, there were. Okay. There were definitely songs in Bambi as well. But, um, some of them, some of them, very, very well known. Like a lot of things in songs in Cinderella, so were still, still known. Whereas yeah, I couldn't. I'd well, I didn't even know there were songs in Pammy, but I, mm. um, it, I mean, back then, because the films were doing so badly in the golden era, um, Disney was actually saying that maybe we shouldn't do a musical film at all. Maybe we're just oh, bad okay. at doing it. That, that was how poorly the musical, yeah, it was <laughs> the uh, the music was treated back then. Hmm. I mean, it's not yeah. not bad. I guess it pads the runtime a bit. Um. It probably does. I think the more iconic Disney songs are more the later ages, like The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, etc. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Although, I guess hi-ho, hi-ho and all this, but yeah, probably, probably one, one Some, song per film at most, maybe. I don't know. People know, yeah. Um, <laughs> when, when you mentioned that uh, Emma Stone's doing a career, the Will um, film com- um, that's coming out, I just remember that uh, Angelina Jolie did the Maleficent film. So yes. for Sleeping Beauty, that's also covered as well. Um, and obviously the Lydia and Tramp film is coming out as well isn't uh, it it's Tessa... on the Disney streaming service isn't it uh, with Tessa Thompson yeah. if I'm not mistaken That's um, it. playing Lady so pretty much all the films in the Silver Age <laughs> are going uh, uh, have already been made into live action films already um, that's um, how popular these films have been yeah so so it feels more golden than the golden age, if I'm honest. There's, there's... It does. It does. It definitely does. Most people recall the, the golden age as golden because it pioneered everything. Okay. And people always have a very fun, you know, memory of things that study all. Yeah, I see. It can never be as good as the first, or it can never <laughs> be, yeah. That, that's why it's always, it always says, right? So that's why the golden age was named such, and the silver age was named such. And the silver age um, was called the Silver Age as well because it it, it carried or forward most of, a lot of the techniques from the Golden Age okay. and uh, a lot of the story styles um, etc and created um, many innovations as well to reduce the cost of production so to speed up the overall process as okay. well mm. so but th- these are all based on or mostly based on father you said you said they're all based on, on books and things were they all do you know if they're all kind of old stories because obviously a lot of them are brothers grim and things like that but like mm. Is that because it's free? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Out of copyright, so you can do what you like. But, uh, that's uh, well, I, that, I, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think like Snow and the Seven Dwarfs is probably a very famous story. That's probably why they started with that. Yeah. Because uh, some of these I do wonder. I mean, why that, did they choose them? Well, I just wonder how famous they were before Disney did it. I, I imagine that one probably was. Mm. I, I don't really know. But, uh, so things like obviously Bambi. Um, wasn't I'd have said Jungle Book I said was Peter Pan was mm. but 
uh, I don't know, Lady in the Tramp. I'm not sure if anyone has heard of Lady in the Tramp before. No, me, me neither. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm not too sure how they they selected the films that became uh, uh, <laughs> to to become. Just um, one of their fans, I suppose, but yeah, got, got I, I enough animals so. in it and go ahead. Oh. <laughs> they like doing animals though, and they do animals quite well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Were there? I guess they probably the, you say that they were the first animated feature. I guess Disney's probably the only animated features at the time that were having any success. Were they? Or? Uh, well, so in the golden age, yes, it was mostly Disney. Okay. So, but in the in the silver age, uh, one of the reasons why they want they needed to speed up uh, com- uh, production as well was because uh, there was competition oh, right. coming out. Okay. Yeah, so Hanna Barbera, uh, Hanna and Barbera yeah. was yeah. back then. Warner Brothers came out as well. MGM. So Disney was forced to up his game, um, and hence um, they had to speed up production. They had to come up with more creative ways of um, doing things faster, and um, that and that also created new techniques, and hence you see a different kind of style, a more distinct style, um, in the Silver Age of of, of in terms of animation in because of competition. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I think that's me really. Right. Can you can you tell yeah. us? I'm I'm in, very quickly. I'm in, I'm intrigued to know the other four ages. Oh, the other four ages. Yeah. Um. There's a Disney Renaissance. Ooh, the Renaissance. Um, yeah, that that would be the ones that came. So they'll they'll start with the Little Mermaid. Okay. And and around like Mulan, and so this will so, be the films that we grew up with. So this came straight after Silver Age. No, oh. there, there's one between. I can't remember. Okay. So there was a slump. Disney had a slump between uh, after Walt Disney's death. I'm calling the sleepy, <laughs> sleepy one. Is it sleepy or dozy? Yeah. So that, th- this will be sleepy. the. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can. There's a sleepy. Yeah. Good, thank so, you. Um, uh, after obviously this after Walt Disney's death, there was a huge slump in terms of quality. Yeah. Um, and people think, yeah, you you wouldn't. Most of the films in this era, like the Aristocats. Um, okay. I'm not sure whether you know about Oliver and Company. Uh, no, I've not. I've not seen these. I, I've heard of them, but. Mm. In fact, yeah, everybody the, wants to be a cat. That was a good song. Yep, that's from um, Aristocats. But yeah, that's the thing. Um, no one really knows much about them or care much about them. They're not really the highlights of this. We're not going to get a live action uh, Oliver and no. Company. I'm going to I'm going to call the Renaissance uh, the sneezy age because Renaissance sounds a bit like you're sneezing. <laughs> so the Rena- the Renaissance was when uh, Disney got back their groove. Uh, it's just, uh, the Little Mermaid all the this way wasn't to the Emperor's New Groove. Um, no, no, the Empress of Groove was not in the you Renaissance. You confused me with the word groove there. No, Sneaky. no, okay. definitely not. Um, and then there's a post-Renaissance period, which is um, which was another slump again in quality because Pixar came up. Okay, I'm uh, going to call everyone. it um, the Bashful era uh, because I can't remember the last one. <laughs> the last one is Dopey. Of course it's Dopey. Um, in which case, the, the, okay, well, whatever the last one's going to be is going to be Dopey. Let's see if that works. Okay. Uh, yep, yeah. Right. And then the last one would be the resurgence, which is when Frozen came back. And uh, Frozen, Big Hero 6, all the current films. Well, that's, so, that's difficult to describe as dopey, but I'm going to lean into it. Um, <laughs> because it's the last one. it's the last one. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, so yes, I'm, well, I guess we can get on some other episode where I feel like not just talking much. We can um, we can go yep. into some of those other areas. But it's, it's, it's fascinating to me that... Um, so obviously, Mickey Mouse is is the, the key person or key character associated with Disney. Yes, yes. Um, so they must have that was he in the kind of the short films before they started making yeah. feature length? Is that? Yeah, I think he was. He was in you know in all the Disney films be, before it begins. There's always this film, uh, this shot about uh, on oh, Mickey yeah. whistling on the boat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that was his first uh, sh- shot. Steamboat Willie, wasn't it? Steamboat Willie. But, but has there, there, you go. there must have been a, a feature-length Mickey Mouse but, uh, film. There's probably been dozens, but uh, yeah, they're probably not in cinema video or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I just find it so weird that whenever people talk about Disney, kind of Mickey Mouse is the immediate person, like immediate. It character. is, uh, isn't it? Uh, that's uh, that's the, the symbol they, as well. Yeah, despite the fact that they now have the MCU and Star Wars yeah. and all of Foxes of this week. Um, Okay, I I was watching uh if um I was at Dave Froud uh, Park Froud's house a while ago and um they had 
Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs on the background. And so I think that was the first time I'd ever actually seen any of it. But his uh, his daughter was uh, a big fan. She had seen it many, many times, I think. And I'm, I'm glad that it still holds its own well, this day. That's it. I think people are still watching those films. Well, he's put, well, put them on for their kids. Um, yeah. Cinderella, I think, is still very... I'm sure they... I mean, Cinderella merchandise, they probably still shift bucket loads of that. Um, mm. Wow, 1937, the film still holds, wow. Yeah, I mean, there's not many films from the 30s that people are still watching that much, I think. I mean, it's basically <laughs> exactly. Wizard exactly. of Oz and Gone with the Wind and Citizen Kane, maybe, but uh, most people's kids aren't watching Citizen Kane. Well, no, that was that was very informative, Zidane, thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks for sticking through, Colin, without, <laughs> without much ado. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you, uh, you did the same for me. Um which uh, means we only have one remaining segment, uh, yep. which is the quiz, where we uh, quiz each other on a particular topic. Um, Zinan, you suggested the topic for this time, which is another animation. Uh, it's the How to Train Your Dragon franchise series. series. Yeah. Um, before we start the quiz, uh, have you seen any of these? I've seen the first two, first yes. Two. I have not and seen the, any of them. Um, <laughs> and, and the third one just came out recently as well, so I thought that's why I, I decided to choose mm. it. And, and although we only do quiz on films, I was looking up, and, and there's a phenomenal number of like spin-offs and TV series and all sorts, yeah. which I'm hoping yeah. you're not going to ask me about, because I didn't... No, no, of course not. <laughs> didn't know anything about that. Um, uh, I'm hoping the questions wouldn't be too difficult, but we'll see. We'll see. Do you want to kick us off? Uh, yep. So, question one. What type of dragon is toothless? The uh, main dragon in all three films. Um, well, that's almost word for word my question for. Um, uh, he's a Night Fury. That is correct. Uh, not to be confused with Nick Fury. Um, what is Hiccup's full name? <laughs> Hiccup Horrendous Haddock the Third. Very good. <laughs> um, question two. Um, the How to Train Your Dragon films spanned how many years? As in release dates of the films, or as in years no, in the front in the actual years in the yes, yep, years in the films itself. Nine years, uh, six years, five years between the first two and one year between the second. Two. I was hoping it was real time. Okay, um, <laughs> uh, in which two categories has the franchise received Oscar nominations? Uh, best animated film. Yes. Uh, and. Best visual effects? Uh, no, best original score. Oh, dang it. First one. I forgot. Uh, question three. Which acclaimed cinematographer was hired as a visual consultant to help with lighting and overall look of the film Well, to add a live action film? The only acclaimed cinematographer that I can name is Roger Deakins, so I'm going to go with him. And that's correct. Hurrah. Um, question three. Who voices Stoic the Vast? Um, that's Gerard Butler it is Gerard Butler Good your best friend yeah <laughs> uh, I, I, I already wasn't planning to watch these films and uh... <laughs> he sealed the deal yeah. uh, question four at the end of the first film Hiccup lost which of his limbs as the result of the final fight uh, his lower left leg I've been, oh, I didn't create hard questions after I've been all. reading I've, Wiki- research. I've been reading Wikipedia <laughs> it's like I've been watching the films yeah, just well as much entertainment from it um, what kind of dragon is Toothless the main dragon of the franchise wow word for word Night Fury yep. and my final question we are tied right now we are right? tied at 3 all yes uh, as part of the marketing of How to Train Your Dragon 3 DreamWorks released audition tapes between Toothless and which actor who is also one of the voice actors of the film uh, <laughs> absolutely no idea. I did look at through. I looked through a list of uh, actors in the film, though, and um, I reckon David Tennant would have been all over that. Ah, uh, you you should go more on uh, YouTube and <laughs> or the Facebook uh, ads because it's Kit Harrington. Did he really? Because he makes more sense to have. Uh, uh, a game of yeah, play as that well. does make sense. Uh, yeah, and I knew he was in as well. I'd seen his name. Okay, so three all with one question to go. Um, in which year was the first film released? It's 2011, right? It was 2010, Zijan. Oh, man, what? And, and in fact, Mr. accidentally, I'd already given you the answer by saying nine years and saying I'd hoped it would match real time. Um, so ah. if you'd just taken nine off the current year. Um, there we go. We draw uh, in this quiz about something I, <laughs> I have got very confused by. Apparently, it's very good. Um, it is very good. Yeah, maybe I'll check it, it out. Very good. Um, right, well, uh, next time... 
It's been a while since we quizzed on just one film. Um, and okay. uh, I say quiz on Serenity. Serenity. Ah. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's because Alan Tudyk's voicing a parrot. Maybe it's because Fox has just been bought. Uh, maybe Disney is planning the Serenity sequel we all want. Uh, this is a good excuse as any to watch yeah. Serenity again. Now, uh, usually this is the point, Zijan, where I ask you what, I, uh, what we're doing next time. But um, we're not really sure, are we? Yeah, no, but we're definitely going to do Shazam anyway. We, we might do sh- we're definitely definitely doing Shazam. It might be this time or next time. It might be the time after, depending on yep. uh, what we can manage. Okay. And it might be me, or it might be someone else, or it might be just Zijan. Who knows? That, Interesting. If, if that's not a, a enough in, um, anticipation for you, I don't know what is. All right. Bye.